Hey guys, this is our Christian viewing experience. My name is Elias Chavez. This would be No Wilder. There we go. Nailed it. First time, always the charm. We don't need a second or third take. Yeah. Um, Those people who wait for the third time. Like, really? They're fools. They're fools, actually, biblically the, speaking. The buffoonery. The buffoonery. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this is our Christian viewing experience. Um, every week we get together and we talk about some kind of... Don't... Every week. Um, <laughs> we get together and we talk about some kind of uh, secular media of some sort. A movie, TV show, comic book, I don't know, some, something. And... Um, we try to extract some kind of message from it that ties um, that story back to the gospel um, so that way either um, it can help grow your faith or I, the main point um, to uh, help you share that with like a non-believer friend if they're super into um, whatever it is that you're talking about or if you just watch this movie with them or whatever and you're like, hey, this is similar to this thing in the Bible. Um, yeah, just to help get a gospel conversation going. but. Either way, um, before we jump into that, uh, Noah, your week, how was it? What's going on? Well, see, it's been two days yeah. since the last time we Yeah, yeah it's, it's, not, it's not been long at all. <laughs> uh, I haven't really done much at all. No? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Seriously, I, I can't think of a single thing I, I did. That, like, is worth note? Yeah. Um, in the past two days. <laughs> so uh, I... <laughs> You also went out nothing? to eat lunch the other day. I went to this place, Senora Arepa. Um, I don't know. So on Market Street, you're, you're familiar right. with Market Street. Yeah. So there's this building. It's this like it looks like the Pantheon or something. Okay. Like it's this white building. Uh, do you know? Do you, if I say like Red Tree or like Toast on Market or anything, do any of those None names? None of this makes any. No. Okay. You know where Royals is? No. Okay, so on it, for the listeners, uh, if, on Market Street in, in good old downtown Louisville, uh, right in the gentrification station, um, there's a <laughs> there's this, that's my house. Th- wow, <laughs> no, um, there's this uh, there's this cute little building, and it's like, and I never knew I, it's like it says Colombian or or no Cuban Cuban restaurant on it, and uh, it's like Cuban restaurant and rum bar, and um, yeah, it's just this building. It's got these like pillars and stuff, and I was always like. What kind of restaurant is that? Well, anyways, I didn't go there. Uh, there's a <laughs> there's a building directly behind it that is also uh, well, it's more Venezuelan because arepas are more of like a Venezuelan thing, um, like Venezuelan Colombian kind of food. Anyway, uh, but yeah, I went there. Wow, it was amazing, and um, I got a what did I get? I think I got a, like a petito or something. But I, I got something, and um, you got a potato. No, I got this type of sandwich, um, which normally it's like street food. Um, so I was expecting like a small little thing, but no, it w- and I mean, obviously I, I'm going to say it was like this big. It was like a good, like six, seven inches long at least. And like, it was just, it was just this massive thing. It was a sandwich, but they served it like sideways okay. in like a hot dog holder. And they like covered like the opening of the, sand- at first I thought it was like a hot dog bun, but no, it was like fully open on the bottom, so it's a sandwich. But they they covered one of the sides that was like exposed. Anyway, it was just like covered in like little, like potato, like fried potato sh- string kind of thing, and like cheese and all these sauce. So- anyway, heckin' chonker of a sandwich, dude. Yeah. Um, it was gigantic, like gigantic, and I I scarfed that thing down the best I could. Ah, 
So good. It was, it was so good. Anyway, but that's literally all that I've done. I've got, I went out to eat. Okay. There you go. Okay. Talking about that made me hungry, but it's fine. <laughs> you had a large sandwich. I had a very large sandwich. It fell apart. Did it fall apart? It fell apart. Okay, so the first couple bites, it fell apart um, a little. And then after that, I was just like, I got to speed run this. And <laughs> so you swallowed the whole thing. So I, yeah, I just, I just opened my, my gargantuan mouth and, and made a Kirby sound and, and just inhaled it. Um, okay, I, I did remember one thing that I've been singular. doing lately. Okay. I, I downloaded the Pik, Pikmin Go app. Okay. The Pikmin, it's called Pikmin Blue. Pikmin Blue? Bloom. 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 Yeah. Okay. And I just wanted to uh, read to you <laughs> okay. all the name of my, my Pikmin. <laughs> okay. Hit me. Uh, okay. Uh, there's one. He's a blue Pikmin. He has a Mario hat. <laughs> See, okay. you see, you see him. Don't look at the name. Don't look at the name. He's okay. He's cute. He's yeah. got a little flower head. I love him. Yeah, yeah. Okay. His name is Super Pickmar Bros. Okay. <laughs> There's a yellow Pikmin. His name's <laughs> Bananaman. I love that. Okay. <laughs> Another yellow one is named Pickleus. Pickleus. <laughs> There's this red one here. His name is Uncle Tio. Oh, of course. <laughs> our, our delightful inside joke of Uncle Tio. Yeah. Anyway, a piece of my desk just fell off. Um, I was like, what was that? <laughs> okay, anyway, there's another red one. His name is Santa. Okay. Uh, there's a yellow one named Chipotolito. Chip what? Uh, Chipotolito. <laughs> of course. <laughs> there's another red one called Tia Kaida. <laughs> you good? <laughs> I like Tia Kaida. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> Ty. Anyway. Keep going. Uh, yellow one's name is Spork. Jimothy. The rest of these are red, by the way. Okay. Uh, Robert, Gaylord, Frank, <laughs> Jorge, and Charles. <laughs> I think they're all pretty good names. I like Charles. <laughs> Can I call him Chuck? No. <laughs> no! He's very offended. I was always so confused as a kid. In the Charlie Brown Christmas special, when that one girl called him Chuck, I'm like, that's not his name. Are yeah. you insane? Yeah, no. <laughs> Sorry, Peppermint Patty. Get out the way. <laughs> this is Charlie Brown. You say his full name from yeah. now on. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe it. It's just... When you name your kids, are you going to name them, like, full names? Like, if you named your kid... Hypothetically. Okay, li listen, if you named your uh -huh. kid... If you wanted to name your kid Luke, mm -hmm. would you name him Lucas or just name him Luke? Um, I... Okay, I think that's a bad example because or, Luke is, like, a biblical name as well. Okay, okay. So, like, like no, 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 Max, no. would you name... Go to the trouble of naming, naming him a kid. Max or would I name him Maximus or Maximilian yeah or, the, the, or, who, no one's ever going to say the words Maximilian in his life so why not just name him Max right <laughs> see and I, I can do that however of course my friend Max would be like why'd you name your kid after me and I'd be like I just like the name I didn't I named him Max your name is Maxwell yeah so completely different completely different guy <laughs> so like but that's just an example. Mm -hmm. If you wanted to name your kid something that's short for a different thing, yeah. would you just name him that short thing or see? In, in, give I him think the long it's case name? by case. Because like in the example of if if I wanted to name my kid Chuck, yeah. if I wanted to call him Chuck on a regular basis, 
Charles or Charlie. Or no, 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 there we go. I'd, if I wanted to name my kid Charlie, because I would never, never in a million years Chuck, but if I wanted to name my kid Charlie. What about Chucky? <laughs> Chucky? <laughs> is Chucky its own name, or is that... That's just, it's just an E sound at the end of Chuck. A Chucky. So it's also short for Charles. Okay. Hmm, I was like, is, is Chuck another hybrid abomination? Like, if you wanted Should to I name your kid Maddie, would you name them Madeline? Or some other name, then you shorten it down to Madeline or Maddie, like yeah, Amanda yeah. or something. No, 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 yeah, I would definitely. No, no, no. I, I. I'd or would you just name her Maddie? See, I really like the name Maddie. I actually, have several friends who are named Maddie, and they, they, I really like the name Maddie. Um, Maddie. None of them are named Maddie. <laughs> um, and so, in honor of that, I would name. I would. I would definitely if her. I so, would call her Maddie, but I would name her Mad Dog. <laughs> okay, so what I'm hearing is you just don't have a strong opinion about this at all. I don't have a strong opinion about it because I'm a, I'm a nickname guy. Yeah. I like nicknaming people, but I also like calling people by their full name, unless they specifically have an issue with it for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. I mean, you know that anytime I talk about, like, any of my friends I'm always I like, mean when you see my wife you say Sarah Beth Wilder formerly, formerly of Cox, Cox because her <laughs> her last name used to be Cox yeah uh, I don't know why you do that I, it's like okay, it's yeah, a possessive okay. thing I know for me. I have no people in my life who have like a super strong opinion like you're Noah Wilder no like, like if you're gonna name a kid something you just call them that if you wanna shorten it just name them that short name yeah Okay, but like, yeah. for, for example, what do you care? <laughs> I, I, I don't. You know, like, for example, I have a friend. His name's Alex. He's named after his dad. Or, I'm sorry, his name, well, his name is Justin. Um, <laughs> Your name's Alex. My middle name is also Alex. He goes by Alex. Okay. And, and one day we were talking, and he was just like, he was like, hey, what's your middle name? And I was like, Alexander. And he was like, no way, that's, that's my middle name. And I was like... Alex Alexander Lush. Alexanderton? Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, no, 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 no. Alex is my middle name. And I was like, uh? <laughs> what? I've been calling you by the wrong name. I, I never knew. So you now you call him Justin. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, sadly. For some reason, I, I needed to ask that question. I Well, because he's like, it's my dad's name. Don't call me that. And I'm like... Don't, yeah. Isn't your dad cool though? And he's like, yeah, my dad's super cool. I like my dad. But I'm not my dad. I'm not my dad. And I'm like, I'm named after my dad. Well, your dad's name is Elias. Yeah. He, but I'm not a junior because he's Elias Carlos Chavez and I'm Elias Alejandro Chavez. Different middle name. So, not a junior. I, see, I wouldn't. If I named my kid after me, first name, but had a different middle name. Yeah. Still a junior to me. Still a junior. <laughs> no, I resent being called junior. <laughs> Almost as much as I... So there's no rule about this. No. This is your rule. This is my rule. And your reasoning for why you're not junior, because you hate it. No, like, legally I'm not a junior. I mean, you, they can just add junior to whatever they want. They can, wait, what? It's just a suffix at the end of like your Like, legally? Yeah, you can just what? be junior. I can name my kid, like, 
like something insane. Stephen Maximilian. No, 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 no like Chavez not even words. Junior. Not even like words, like something really. And then just. And junior. then everyone like, sees it and they're like, so there's someone else with that? <laughs> yes. Like, can I just name them the third? And then somebody's out there like, there's Two multiple people. generations of this? Like, this has survived? And then, like, no matter who I marry, my kid's going to be biracial because I'm biracial. And there's no one I could marry to, like, unbiracial someone. If you, if you marry, if they're, like, three quarters something. Mm -hmm. They still get scholarship money, so I still consider them biracial. <laughs> if, they, if you marry a white woman uh -huh. and that kid is three quarters white mm -hmm. and there's, like, no visual difference whatsoever they look white yeah yeah like will they just identify as white like you can yeah. like that's how i'm gonna say that's how, that's they how identify. race works it's just just like you can identify as whatever you want because yeah. it's made up right but also if you identify as something that people disagree with like oh yeah you'll get like flagged for fraud and stuff but yeah like, you can just like i can be Asian if I wanted to <laughs> like I can just be like yeah I'm an Asian American and just like <laughs> and just wait for everyone to be like no <laughs> you're not <laughs> yeah to the crucifixion it's, chamber exactly. with him so, so what I'm saying is like according to whatever rules are out there your kid doesn't have to be <laughs> and I'm, I'm sure your child will interact with other people and just be like, and your the rest are, of your family and be like, yeah. oh yeah, I'm, I'm Mexican American. Yeah, and just that, yeah, he could he could do that <laughs> if he really wanted to. The weirdest thing is they because my kid they'd be like, you know, like where are you from? And they'd be like America. And they'd be like, no, oh no no no, but like where where okay, where's your parents from? America. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but like where do you guys like originate from? America. America. Yeah, no, literally. Literally, that's so funny because, like, I don't, I don't know where to consider as, that. Because, as far like, back as we can go, you were in North America. Yeah, always. <laughs> like, Texas became a state. It was part of Mexico, but like, Texas became a state. Okay, and then they're like, "Fine, what ethnicity are you?" Yeah, Asian. <laughs> anyway, okay. So, you know what I'm talking about because your wife coerced me into telling you. On the phone earlier. Yeah. So what? What are you talking? I about? I didn't realize my wife like, like threatened you. Yeah, she asked. <laughs> she was like, "Hey, what are you going to talk about?" So to you, mm -hmm. asking is like, is like a threat because socially you feel uh -huh. awkward if you don't answer. Yeah, it's like socially coerced, not like <laughs> physically threatened. Right. Especially. Right, but you didn't want to answer. Yeah. You didn't want to I give like the, the information, but you can't not answer. Yeah, because especially in that scenario where she's like, oh, what are you talking about? And then I just be like, I don't know. Because <laughs> you were really stressed out earlier. You can, no, and you I could have been you. like, I'm not telling you. <laughs> You're Sarah Beth Wilder, formerly of Cox. What right do you think you have to pry this information from just me? grab her by the shirt. So what are you talking about today? <laughs> What am I talking about? I'm talking about the fourth episode of Star Wars Visions. Okay. 
named the village bride mm -hmm. which was a pretty banging episode yeah yeah it was the first one where i was like okay well this this has i'll, I'll, I'll keep going <laughs> <laughs> i'll keep going the first three really weren't doing it for me let's see the first one i really liked because samurai the second one or wait no was listen that the first I, one? I liked the first one but it felt like it needed a lot like I wanted a lot more out of it. Than oh, I wanted it to be longer. Yeah. Yeah, I was just like, I wanted to see him. I wanted to see him show up in the village and blah 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 blah. I would I would have liked to see that longer. Yeah, I um, would have liked like three episodes of that. Oh yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> that'd be cool. Um, the second one, it's the band one is the band one that and the I. The third like. one is the twins one, mm -hmm. which is just cool visuals, but not much else. Yeah. Which like fine. I enjoyed the cool visuals, but like, kind of felt birthed from the dark side <laughs> of the force. Like what? Yeah, that one was just like, I'm not like that's fine. Yep. Welcome to Studio Trigger. <laughs> that's, that's fine. And honestly, like I'd like to see more of where that story goes, but what I saw kind of felt hollow. Yeah. The fourth one, I was like, that was pretty good. Hand me the Kuiper crystal, <laughs> brother. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. No, the fourth one uh -huh. is the one I'm talking about. Yes. The Village Bride. That one was pretty good. And then the fifth one was really good. And then the sixth one. <laughs> Which one was the fifth one? The fifth one was the... Oh, is that the Jedi the one? Ninth the ninth or eighth Jedi? Ninth. I think it's the, the ninth, ninth Jedi. Jedi. Yep. That was the one that I felt was hollow. Really? Yeah, I that one landed. I liked it, but I felt it landed kind of flat. For I don't me. know if it. Well, I don't know if I'm emotionally connected with it, but I. Oh. I like the story, elements. Yes, that's the one where it ended on a cliffhanger, and I was like, "Yes, cliffhanger ending." <laughs> I love cliffhanger and the, endings. And then the sixth Give one is the the droid lines. one. The droid one. Oh, the Toby. Yes. Yeah, the Astro Boy. Yeah. Looking one and. Then, uh, the what sixth a, episode is. <laughs> Why'd you say that? Like a babe. Like a small child. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so, sorry, the sixth one is The Elder, I think. Oh! That one goes hard. I really liked that one. Good, good to know. I liked it. He's got the cool. He's got the cool lightsabers that are swords. <laughs> like, just straight up, they're just red swords. Yeah, I like that one. Mm -hmm. And then there's the Toby, and then how many are there? There's eight, because I didn't see. Is there nine? Am I missing one? Am I missing one? Anyways, point is, you're talking about the Village Bride. Okay. Yes, I'm last, talking about the, the, the fourth episode. Um, so the fourth episode mm -hmm. um, is is about a bride, as as you would assume from the the title. Sure. And she's in a village. Mm-hmm. Okay, and the, this village is on a planet, and some raiders have taken over their planet, and Yo. have decided to take the village chief, these raiders have, decided to take the village chief as collateral, so that if the village wants to fight back, they can be like, you really want to fight back? We have your chief, and we, we have weapons, and uh, we will kill him. Yeah. <laughs> so, don't fight. Uh, and But... Instead of the chief going and being collateral, his granddaughter decides to go in his place mm -hmm. and sacrificed herself for the rest of the village. And before she goes, she gets married, and that's nice. 
Good. How very emotional. <laughs> yeah. It, and it's just pretty nice. It's pretty nice, yeah. That she got married. I guess it's just like, well, I was always going to marry this guy. So, I mean, I was might as well do it before. Yeah, I... it kind of sucks for him. <laughs> <laughs> but whatever. Yeah. He can't remarry. Oops. <laughs> I just want to, like, reserve him. <laughs> <laughs> he just gets to be a loser forever. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, (laughs) so she gets married, and um, her little sister is at the wedding, and her little sister gets fed up and challenges the bride uh, and her decision. She's upset that that she's at a wedding, but everyone's upset and sad. Right. And she thinks that they, as a village, should go fight, and that they're, like, she's willing to fight, and she has her little group of people who are also willing to fight. Yeah. And there she's, like... There were, like, two or three of them that, looked, that were dressed pretty cool. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Those are my homies. Right, right, right. Anyway, no, so she's upset that they're not going to fight, that she's just going to give up and be collateral, and it's just not necessary, mm-hmm. in her opinion. Right. And she leaves the wedding, which is, like... Come on, that's your sister. Come on, just, just get over it. Anyway. <laughs> uh, the next day, the raiders come, and things happen, and they're stopped by a Jedi. Dun, dun. Uh, and this is taking place in between episodes three and four, so I believe there was a Padawan, because she cut off her little braid thing yeah. at one point in the episode. Because um, she totally has the right to do that. Yeah, she's like, I have decided I am a Jedi Knight now, because I don't want to be a Padawan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway <laughs> You good? Yeah, no, no, no I just, I, I hadn't thought about that When it happened in the show But when you said it I was like On whose authority? <laughs> <laughs> there is no more authority <laughs> Anyway You could have done that Like at dinner last night And just been like You know what? Actually, kind of sick of the braid <laughs> It kind of gets in the way Anyway, so She saves the day Hurrah uh, But that's not really what I'm talking about mm-hmm. Um what I wanted to talk about is that the bride understands that she must put others above herself and make a sacrifice for everyone else in this village. Right. While her sister only understands fighting and violence to get the world that she wants. Right? So her sister agrees with the bride and like wants peace, wants to not have to deal with the raiders, all these things. Right? Okay. So, but she only st- understands one way ha- of doing that. How to achieve that goal, yeah. Yeah. And it's to fight and kick him out and be done with it. And she doesn't see another way. Even though she, like, probably understands what her sister is trying to do. Yeah. And things. Um,. Um, she doesn't think it's the right call because she only understands the world in this specific way. Yeah. And so I wanted to look at a passage in the Bible and see how God fits into this. Mm. So I'm going to look at Mark ten thirty-five through forty-five. So yeah. ten verses. Let's see if I can get through it. Okay. <laughs> do you want me to read it? No, I got. This. Okay. You want to do voices? <laughs> Here, you read James. <laughs> you read Jesus, and, and I'll read James or or John, whichever. <laughs> okay. Because it's James and okay. So ready? Yeah. Mark ten thirty five through forty five in the ESV, just so 
you can read along if you want. Then James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came to him. Teacher, they said, we want you to do for us whatever we ask. Well, that's kind of, whatever. <laughs> so Jesus responds, what do you want me to do for you? They replied, let one of us sit at your right hand and the other at your left in your glory. And Jesus responds back, <laughs> you want to do the voice? <laughs> I'm not going to do the voice of Jesus. Anyway. I, just, I would read it, but I'm not going <laughs> to. You don't know what you are asking, Jesus said. You can drink the cup. Can you drink the cup I drink or be baptized with the baptism I am baptized with? We can, they answered. Jesus said to them, you will drink the cup I drink and be baptized with the baptism baptism I am baptized with but to sit at my right or left is not for me to grant these places belong to those for whom they have been prepared when the ten heard about this they became indignant with James and John Jesus called them together and said you know that those who are regarded as rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them and their high officials exercise authority over them not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become, a, become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be a slave to all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for men. So what's going on in this passage? Mm -hmm. Essentially, um... James and John, the sons of Zebedee. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Important uh, distinction there. Um, con <laughs> continuing. Um, they run to Jesus uh, in this time where Jesus is going on to Jerusalem. Jerusalem. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> Jerusalem. There you go. To die and, and, you know, die on a cross and do all those things that he's famous for. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You might have heard of it. Am I incorrect? <laughs> I just never have heard it described <laughs> that way. Anyway, I mean, what else was he famous for? Virgin birth? Sure, but like this That's is... That's not really him. <laughs> I <don't>... <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on. <laughs> anyway, so they come to him and they say, hey, if we ask you for something, do you think you could give it to us? And he's like, sure, what do you want? <laughs> and they ask, like, the one thing that Jesus doesn't have the authority to grant. Uh, yeah. So, uh, they ask to be at his right or le and or left <laughs> hand in his glory. So when they understand, okay, Jesus, he's important, he's going to be glorified in mm -hmm. some way. And they believe this glorification is going to be taking place on earth. That there's going to be some kind of revolution. And that they will be taking place in it. And they're getting out ahead of all the other disciples. And they're like, hey, since we're asking first, could, could you, do you think you could like swing it? So we could be like... You've got a little extra time to prepare. You're like your top generals. And like when you're king of, what, of Jerusalem... Mm -hmm. uh, could we be like your, your your special advisors or something? Like, can you can you do that for us? Yeah. <laughs> and Jesus's response is, "You don't know what you're asking for right now. Mm -hmm. uh, can you drink the cup I drink, which 
uh, his cup is, uh, you know, take this cup from me. Yeah. Um, Jesus in the in the garden prays that is referring to like, hey, this is my burden. I'm going to die. Yeah. <laughs> Can't. But this is how he's asking it. Can you drink that same cup? And um, will you be baptized in the way that I'm baptized? The same idea mm-hmm. where he's baptized, he's dead and risen. Mm-hmm. Again, the like the meaning of baptism. Yeah. Um, and they say yes, and he agrees. Yeah, you will. <laughs> Them not knowing that he's saying, yeah, you're going to die for me. Um, but to sit at my right and left hand, that's not for me to decide. Um, so they do this. It says that the the ten other disciples hear about it and they become indignant. And they're not like, hey, guys, you're not understanding. They're like, oh, man, they did it first. <laughs> like, I wanted, ah, <laughs> I wanted to be on his left side. <laughs> Judas was going to be on his right. <laughs> we have a whole plan. <laughs> yeah, right. Anyway. And so Jesus comes to them and brings them together and says, listen, you guys understand that on earth, rule, the rulers of the unbelievers of the people who are not chosen see it as a high honor and they hold it over their subjects and they control their subjects. I need you to understand, you are asking for that and if, you were put in that place that is not what you would get yeah right instead whoever wants to become a become great among you must be your servant and whoever wants to be first must be a slave to all for even the son of man did not come to be served but to serve and to this and to give his life as a ransom for many so he's explaining hey i am gonna take over your right but my way of taking over is going to be giving up my life for you and everyone. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to be my right and left-hand man, yeah, that means you're going to follow suit and be a servant and slave to all. And so his specific language at the end is that he, the son of man, will give his life as a ransom for many. And so if we go back to this episode of Star Wars Visions, we see the bride doing a very similar thing. She's ready to give up the rest of her life to be a ransom, to, to live in servitude to these people, these raiders, on behalf and for the safety of the rest of her village. So that they don't have to fight, so that they don't have to worry. Sure. Um, and her sister and a few others in this village are like James and John and saying, no, wait, I thought we were going to go fight. (laughs) I thought that that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Because when I look at this, I see that I am being oppressed Mm -hmm. and I want to not be oppressed one, but also I want to take back charge of my life. Mm Mm-hmm. So we're going to fight. Right. And they don't realize that, like, 
in, in the example of like the verse, they don't realize that like their issue is to, to is not the Roman Empire. And, yeah, their issue of oppression is Satan and lies and deceit and their own sin that's keeping them shackled. Right, and then. Yeah, I think that's the direction you're going. <laughs> and then for the episode, like, yes, they're having this, like, oppression from um, these, well, this one dude with a bunch of droids. <laughs> yeah. And, and like, yes, you know, that's, that's like, one element of oppression that's holding them down. Um, but then also, like, their own, their own society and, like, their own, like, way of how they're, like, I don't know, there's this younger generation from the sister. Right. So on this planet, Mm -hmm. they're very, like, in tune with nature, very Mm -hmm. peaceful. And this younger sister doesn't understand, like, hey, if you go fight, you're giving up who we are. Yeah. That's not what we're about. (laughs) And that's not what we're going to do. Right. That's Um, not the vibe. (laughs) You're picking up the wrong vibe here. Yeah. Sorry. Anyway. (laughs) We'll have to calmly ask you to leave. (laughs) So this younger sister, she she doesn't understand if they go fight, they're going to lose who they are as a people. Yeah. Um, Even though it is like, would be a good thing to overthrow these people Mm -hmm. and be in a better position and not have to worry about being stolen from and and cheated and and potentially killed and all these things. Right. Um, They would lose who they are. They would lose who they are. And... It's much more important to them as a people to actually maintain who they are in their in their balance with the force and nature mm-hmm. of this planet than to fight. And and so what we see is this disconnect. And what we see in the, the episode, even though the, that's not really what I'm talking about, is that on the day that the bride goes to give herself up... Mm-hmm what seemed like the day of triumph for these raiders turned out to be the last blow Mm -hmm. and it's not because the sister said no we're fighting it's because the the bride gave herself up and that led this jedi who was also there the one who would have the authority to actually fight and stop this right to to be moved to do it and so what Jesus does, he, he gives himself up. He actually dies. And even in this moment, the, the disciples don't understand. They're, they despair. They're like, oh, it's over. Like, yeah. we got to go into hiding. <laughs> the, I, I, I don't know what to do here. We, we were supposed to kill the Roman guards. Like, we are supposed to take over. What's going right. on? <laughs> I've already got this guy's ear in my hand. I thought... <laughs> Was this not? I was gonna put it on a on a necklace with some other ears. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Why are you healing him? Stop! You... <laughs> no, gee, I just did that. <laughs> All my work. Right. Um. Yeah, and like the day that Jesus gives himself up is the day. Was that that was Peter? I believe. Oh, Peter. The yeah. Pe- Peter's like, okay, war's about to start. Here we go. <laughs> Let's go. First blood. Yeah. <laughs> Right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Same idea. The day that the sister is giving herself up, the, the, or sorry, the bride is giving herself up, the sister's like, okay, I'm going to start this fight before you get taken. Mm-hmm. And it's just not, it's not working. No. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so the, yeah. I, the idea I'm getting at is just 
when we think of like fighting injustice and mm-hmm. things, we often think, well, I gotta vote for the right person, or I gotta, I gotta fight the government. Like I literally need to get in a in a gun fight with the government right. to like make things right because this isn't the way it's supposed to go. Right. And we look at the world around us, and we're just like the disciples, and we're like, all right, well, I mean. God sacrificed himself, and that's nice, but I'm not happy. <laughs> and instead of realizing, like, hey, the problems with the government or whatever system that you don't like is sin, mm-hmm. and that's a problem that's also inside you. Yeah. And you need to, the only way to handle all of this is to handle it within yourself mm-hmm. and trust in God <laughs> and not just fight. Yeah. Um, because when we give up our burdens, God swoops in and takes care of it for us. Same idea with Jesus. He gives, he sacrifices himself, and he, in doing that, saves us, but it's God who gets to look at that and say, okay, now I get to free all, I get to forgive you, I get to allow these people into heaven because of Jesus' sacrifice. And so, like, I guess the Jedi in this is like, <laughs> would be God, we're like, the Jedi is the one who has the power and authority to actually fix this. The other people aren't going to be able to fight. But because of her sacrifice, the bride's sacrifice, that's what allows the Jedi to do what she does at the end. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just thought it was an interesting parallel of just a leader giving her, themselves up for their people. Mm-hmm. And the people are like, but why don't we fight, though? <laughs> And it's like, you just don't get it. You do you not understand. understand. <laughs> um, but yeah, did you have anything to add? I think there's, I feel like I'm missing something. I've, like I had something in my head yeah. to say and then I forgot to say it and now I don't know what it is. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Anyway, no, um, no? <laughs> um, I think I really, I feel like you covered all your bases there, dude. You've got parallels between the sister and Peter. You've got sacrificing leader. Um, only victory through sacrifice. Right. Yeah, dude, I think Jesus you... literally saying, I'm going to give my life up as a ransom. Mm-hmm. Exact situation here. <laughs> yeah, I think you're good. I think, <laughs> I think you just uh, described the gospel. So I, th- cool. I think you're good. Cool. Um, I, it's just... Uh, there's that biblical understanding and there's also that understanding in our lives of like that's the only thing I'm if like I don't know if I explained that well but like we often look at the world and we just want to fight and fix it ourselves but but like that's out of our hands that's, that's out of our sin hands problem that's a god issue because and we god, cannot fix and god our says own like sin. hey if you want to like be respected in my kingdom yeah then vote if, for charles Parker. <laughs> if you want to be respected <laughs> if you <laughs> You want to be respected in God's kingdom, you're going to be a servant to many, a slave to all, not, I don't know why you said that, not some fighter who comes in and saves the day. You're going to, you're going to sacrifice like I do. Anyway. (laughs) Sorry, it was just like, I was like, I got to think of a good politician. (laughs) You got to vote for Charles Booker. Ditch Mitch, guys, come on. I don't mind ditching Mitch, but I didn't want to vote for Charles Booker either. I mean, 
<laughs> like, he was a nice guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't think he was, like, who I would like to be there. Oh, sure. Well, that's the thing about politicians. <laughs> you know who you want up there? <laughs> Yourself. Okay, so I am going to talk about Peter Pan um, and being a child, a man baby, as some people say. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm, I, I typed a lot, uh, but I think I'm going to zoom through this pretty quick. So, basically... Um, I'm a psychology person and there's this thing and it's like slang in the psychology world uh, but there's Peter Pan syndrome okay and it's not a it's not an actual like medical term there is no psychopathology of Peter Pan syndrome um, it's just a term that is used to describe people who refuse to grow up and there's like t conversation about it maybe becoming a medical term because like in specifically like our generation there's like more and more people who really like they just don't want to grow up they just don't want to mature they just want to like sit around and and you know play Fortnite or whatever i don't i don't know what people do um but yeah anyway peter pan syndrome um and that point is it's it's not a good thing um and i think that it's something that like happens in the lives of a lot of christians too um where they just they just refuse to grow up in right. one way or another. And so I've jotted down a couple examples. Um, so if you're someone who already like is in like a healthy church and they go regularly, um, some things that like people who, um, who just kind of refuse to grow in their faith will typically like think to themselves, um, is just like, I don't need to read the Bible regularly because I'm already going to church or they'll say that like they don't need to join any type of community group or anything like that again because they already attend church um and then you know further down the like rabbit hole here if there's somebody who doesn't regularly attend church they'll say that they don't need to because they prefer to worship at home or i, keep, I like to keep my faith personal yes oh I, <laughs> excuse you <laughs> make disciples <laughs> that one makes me so mad no no, no. Oh, okay um anyways um but another one <laughs> another example uh but like somebody will be like uh like they're just too busy to like commit themselves to a church um and then like if you are someone who is just like just completely gone basically um they'll just be like yo like i'm i'm totally content with where i'm at and it's like well, how are you content with where you're at? God calls us are to you, grow. Are you literally perfect right now? Yeah, I was going to say, like, <laughs> no. Our, our goal is to be like Christ. <laughs> um, so uh, it just it just does not work out that way. But anyways. Um, right. Point so is, I would call this just being stuck in an adolescent phase. Yeah. Where you don't, you, it's not childish, mm -hmm. but it's not, like, you're not being res a responsible adult either yeah <laughs> where it's like no you you have you're thinking the right way mm -hmm. but you do not value anything that you should <laughs> at the same time like yeah you no you you have a, an adult brain who you can logically think through things yes you have like you understand enough about enough. the world to function <laughs> without like you you're self-sufficient yes Yes. Um, in like a in a worldly way, mm -hmm. but like you only prioritize whatever emotion or desire you have. Yeah. In the last two days. 
<laughs> right. Um, yeah, so there you go. Um, but, my, yeah, so there you go. Thanks for that. Uh, uh, but, yeah, so point is that many Christians function as this spiritual Peter Pan who, like, whether you realize it or not, you just completely avoid, like, actually growing in your faith at all. Um, and, like you were saying, they, in this example, there are people who, like, put Christ on the side um, and they just focus on their own emotional state and their own, like, thoughts and feelings as opposed to, like, where they're supposed to actually, like, be at in their lives. Um, and so, like, the, the real parallel, the danger that I wanted to highlight here was to talk about Neverland itself. Um, so Peter Pan and all of her, all of her, whoa, all of his total homies, the Lost Boys, um, they live in Neverland, and Neverland is this magical place that allows them to just never grow up. Every single day that passes by, they're just still a child. Um, but it's still not like a perfect world, you know? As much as like Peter Pan tries to like give this like sales pitch to Wendy and her brothers um, about like, hey, you know, we go here, we like fight pirates and there's mermaids and you know, like it's all so cool. Um, it's still like actually a dangerous, terrifying place that they <laughs> live in. Um, you know, the pirates and the and the alligators and you know the mermaids are kind of the worst. Mm -hmm. um, it's just like I said, it's just not a perfect world. Tinkerbell is at the point where like she almost dies at one point. Like there's, it's just it's just not an ideal world that like they paint it to be. Yeah, you never grow up. Um, but like still the whole time that they're there all of the lost boys are constantly craving to actually grow up the whole reason that they are like so excited when wendy shows up is because oh we finally have a mom um <laughs> and like they're like okay so like mom is gonna like take care of all of these things for us and then like once they start growing up they're like start to get scared of all that again anyway um point is it's just not a good thing and so um, I think that there's like a lot of verses in the Bible that also highlight how dangerous this is uh, but my personal favorite honestly just solely because of how absolutely brutal it is um, so Paul in Hebrews uh, specifically this hey, we don't know if it's Paul it's probably Paul it, it's the author <laughs> okay fine fine, fine. author Mario author Mario <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, but yeah, so Paul, maybe, potentially... And, and Elias is... It, it, I, I'm not going to lie. It's one of those... Severely things. uneducated about this opinion. I just... I just no, I'm going to be honest. Like, for me and my brain, like, I, it, until you said that, I was like, oh, yeah, it's not known. <laughs> I just... It's one of those things where they're like, Paul probably did it. But it's... You're right. It's not... It, a lot of people think it's Peter. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, continue. Anyways, Hebrews 5, 12 through 14. The second half of verse 12. I'm skipping a little bit. Uh, but he says, You need milk, not solid food, for everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, since he is a child. But solid food is for the mature, for those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. Um, and I really like that because he, he like it start. You need milk, not solid food. And like he's just he's just immediately pointing out like in the church like you are people 
who are children, you can't even chew your own food, you're a little <laughs> baby, and me over here with my, you know. Well, yeah, and this is like specifically like a mother giving milk for her child. It's like someone more mature yes. has to take this, has chew to come it, alongside you, chew it up make it digestible for you yep. because you can't handle it. You can't handle it. Like you're too immature or too sensitive mm -hmm. to handle biblical truths about reality. Yeah. Someone has to come and do this for you. Yeah. And give it in in a way that you won't whine about. <laughs> <laughs> Just sensitive little babes. Yeah. I hate that. <laughs> um but yeah, and so like to, to jump onto a, a different part. Oh, and I'm reading from the ESV. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Noah and I had a conversation I got about, him. Like, about like I got him. <laughs> well, I just I wanted to read from the ESV, just see how it goes. But anyway, so okay. another another verse ESV, um, just talking about like yes, we are indeed called to grow. Um, but Colossians one twenty eight through twenty nine says everyone is called to grow. Um, Wait, that is not, sorry. No. no. Um, sorry, uh, I, I read the wrong book. That. It's below that, sorry. Yeah. I was not consistent. Colossians 1, 28 through 29 says, Him we proclaim, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom that we may present everyone mature in Christ. For this I toil, struggling with all his energy that he powerfully works within me. Um, and so I wanted to, I wanted to like highlight the difference in those verses because I think everyone is called to grow. And when I say I think, I mean I know and I believe. Um, yes, we do need Christians at all walks of life to preach to all different types of people, but that's why I think why we're called to make disciples. Um, right. For for me as you know someone who's been like several years now in my faith, it's not right of me to like just stay in one place and be like, okay, I can always preach to someone who's going through like this moment of their life. That's not right. That's why it's, you know, we are called to constantly make disciples. And in making disciples, those people can grow alongside other people. And that's that's how community is forged and made. Um, it's That's that's how God addresses that problem of like, well, how do you speak to people in all different walks of life? We preach to people in all different walks of life. Um, and then they can relate to people who are going through that same thing or... You know, if I've already gone through something, somebody can come to me and be like, hey, you're an older, wiser, more mature Christian. Um, and I'll be like, yes, thank you. Uh, tell me more. Uh, and then I can I can be like, yes, but like this is how I went through that in my own time. Um, these are mm -hmm. some things that helped me. Um, because as a Christian, like staying in one place, just like Neverland is this like thing that's like promised to like be wonderful and beautiful and like oh you'll never grow up it's amazing everything always works up or works out um and it, that's the devil talking to us as christians and right. telling us that we can just stay place like complacent that's one of those things where like if you're not moving forward you're moving back you know if you stop going to church or if you stop reading the bible it's hard to jump back into those habits mm -hmm. um i i yeah, I will admit I'm not always the best about reading my Bible and like whenever I try to get back into that habit, it's the first day that's always the hardest. It, you, it's just so hard to like jump into it. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, that's so anyway, that's all I really want to say is just okay. that like. Um, I did have something to add. So like okay. the, the idea mm -hmm. 
of Neverland to these kids, how it's sold is you don't have to grow up. But really what's appealing to, to these kids is you get to do whatever you want. Yeah. Um, and But they still seek like some kind of authority. Mm-hmm. They still want a mom and a dad. Right. They Throughout the story, they see, they claim Peter as their father. Mm-hmm. And they claim... Wendy as the mom. Wendy as their mother, mm-hmm. right? And so they're still seeking that. Mm-hmm. But they're seeking that authority in someone who will let them do whatever they want. Right. Um, so that's the the cautionary tale in here mm-hmm. for us is if we are adolescent in our faith, if we're childlike, and no, no, not childlike, childish, yeah. and are seeking our own desires and not willing to take some truths that are hard and not make them, change them so that they're comfortable yeah if we're refused to go through that process and grow in that way what we end up doing is we still find these spiritual leaders and authority but look at peter pan is he a good father absolutely not (laughs) (laughs) what you end up doing is absolutely not you find these leaders and authority in your Mm -hmm. life and they are also incredibly immature Mm -hmm. and they are also adolescent and can't really get you beyond anything yeah because what you're going to end up searching for is someone who will tell you nice things Mm -hmm. but also let you do whatever you want right and so really that that's the scary part in this story is that we as people if we aren't believing and letting the Holy Spirit and God lead us to His authority spoken through mature, meat-eating Christians. Uh, Thank you for that. Yeah, meat-eating Christians, what we're going to end up finding is people who are the same maturity level Mm -hmm. and the only thing that we're really getting out of their preaching is that we get to do whatever we want. And that's the scary thought, <laughs> mm-hmm. is that we can be in that situation and not even know it. Yeah. Um, and that's what I see a lot of in our culture mm-hmm. right now, is that, yeah, that this pastor doesn't really get too deep, but it always makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this pastor doesn't talk about these books because they're bad like not they make me yeah. feel bad yeah right and that's all they care about is yeah. that is that some of these christians and the, they're not not christians they do fully believe in the word of god but they sure. only, they only care for it when it makes them feel good yeah and they found leaders big quotation marks around leaders <laughs> that will cater to that right and they found spiritual mothers and fathers who don't tell them now yeah, <laughs> who don't give them meat to mm-hmm. chew on. Yeah, They just give them more milk. And, you know, a baby will never stop drinking milk if they're never weaned off of it, you know. Yeah. You, you have to find a spiritual leader and parent that understands, hey, you, you really like the really simple stuff. It's easy to digest easy to understand it makes you feel good but what's good for you 
is to teach your digestion, <laughs> digestive tract mm -hmm. to handle something a little tough. Yeah. And that's really what I see in the story is that these lost boys, they find a mother and father and that mother and father figure is just as irresponsible and immature as they are. Yeah. And that's a scary thought for us as Christians. Right. Um, anyway, did you? <laughs> no, that's, that's it. That's, okay. the, that's the thing. But um, with all of that being said then... Um, Thanks for being here, guys. Uh, if you want to contact us, you can contact us at OCVEpod at Facebook or Twitter. Um, you can email us at OCVEpod uh, at gmail.com, or you can even, we have a website. So you can just look us up at OCVEpod.com. Um, so there you go. Boom. Done. One take. We did it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, y'all have a great night. Bye. Bye.